And we're back with more news talk, Saga 960. Still very glad you could join us on this Thursday edition of the show. I saw this story in the Epoch Times, and it really kind of spoke to me. It reminded me again about why I'm on a kind of self-imposed exile from the country of my birth. It's, um, it's The headline is, Canada is the world's largest prison. It's written by Patricia Adams and uh, Lawrence Solomon. And um, it speaks to me in a way that I think a lot of stories have not because it goes on at length about why there's no scientific basis for anything that the country is doing as far as banning people from flying or traveling in other ways. Canada is a country of 38 million. It has 6 million political prisoners. The number of partially vaccinated or unvaccinated Canadians that the Trudeau government prevents from boarding a plane or boat to leave the country. Six million people. And by the way, that number may grow uh, exponentially uh, at a, whatever time that the Trudeau government says, you know what, you got to be boosted or else you don't qualify as, as fully vaccinated. You know they want to do it. I know they want to do it. But they uh, probably are just biding their time, waiting for the next variant or whatever. But the story goes on to say no medical or public health rationale prevents them, meaning these people who are unvaccinated or partially vaccinated, from leaving Canada. Uh, these Canadians would be welcome to board an Air France plane to Paris or a British Airways plane to London. If only Canada's federal government did not bar them from doing so. Apart from, get this, apart from police states like North Korea and Cuba, no country on earth confines its own citizens under this form of house arrest. Canada is, in effect, the world's largest prison, and its prime minister, Justin Trudeau, is the world's foremost jailer. So I'm glad to see that other periodicals get it. You would not see this, I don't think, in any newspaper or you know, major like website in Canada, because nobody's going to describe the country in those terms. As I have suggested to you in the past, you have to go outside the country to get a real perspective of what's, of what's going on in Canada. So much of the media has been bought off by the media, by the government. And so I refer to them as the bought-off media, which they really are. They are the bought-off media. They refuse to look objectively at the situation in Canada, preferring to be little more than stenographers for whatever the government wants to put out there. I'm going to read on with the story. Any public health rationale for confining those not fully vaccinated to Canada has long disappeared. Well, this is true. The COVID-19 vaccines were designed for early strains of the virus, not for the Omicron now circulating, for which no vaccine exists. Moreover, vaccine mandates are not recommended by either the World Health Organization or uh, the Centers for Disease Control, as Anthony Fauci and others reported in a study. Neither infection nor vaccination appears to induce prolonged protection against SARS-CoV-2 in many or most people. So you really have to ask yourself what the Trudeau government is, is doing. And I really can't 
get away from the ongoing belief that they're just sadistic maniacs and criminals. Just complete crazy-ass lunatics. There is no justification for what is going on in Canada. These people are slimeballs. So when they get attacked, when blackface goes to say to the EU and gets lambasted in Parliament by people who say that he's a dictator, well, that is not without justification, my friends. This is the type of thing that spreads around the world and people know he is a scumbag. This is the kind of stuff that really gets under my skin and reminds me again about why this slimeball does not belong at the helm of any country, let alone, a, uh, let alone a great one like Canada. Reading on, it says, not only do numerous studies demonstrate that vaccination does not, does not stop the spread of the virus, some evidence indicates that the unvaccinated are, get this, less likely to spread COVID-19. Less likely, including a study that was done in Ontario, published in January, which found a, quote, negative VE or vaccine effectiveness. Negative, that means less effective than not having it, against Omicron among those who had received two doses compared to unvaccinated individuals. Current data published by the Ontario government shows that the case rate for those fully vaccinated and boosted. Are you listening? <laughs> the case rate, number of cases, for those fully vaccinated and boosted is twice, is doubly as high as those not fully vaccinated. That's what negative vaccine effectiveness means. It means the shot actually works against you. Having been fully vaccinated works against you. That's what this study found. Again, Ontario government study shows that the case rate for those fully vaccinated and boosted is twice as high as those not fully vaccinated. So if Trudeau truly believed that the criterion for boarding an airplane was minimizing the spread of the virus, he would bar the vaccinated, not the unvaccinated from air travel. <laughs> I have said so on this very show, right? I mean, if you are really worried about getting COVID and you are flying, right, based on the rules, would you rather be sitting next to an unvaccinated person who, who has just produced a test showing that he is negative for COVID-19, for COVID or would you rather sit next to somebody who's fully vaxxed, boosted, but not tested, right? Well, I would suggest to you, certainly based on this study and just basic common sense, that you're better off, if you're really that worried about getting something, COVID-19, you're better off sitting next to somebody who just got tested and, of course, is exhibiting no symptoms. Just reading on. Trudeau's rationale for discriminating against the unvaccinated when they represent no greater risk than other Canadians is political. Exactly. 
as revealed by his colleague, Joel Lightbound, a member of parliament and head of the Trudeau government's Quebec caucus. All right, this is when he basically went off the reservation for a little while there. And uh, I don't know, it's just, I guess, said something honest. The quote at the time, I can't help but notice with regret that both the tone and the policies of my government changed drastically on the eve and during the last election campaign, Lightbound stated in Ottawa. This was back in February during a news conference on Parliament Hill. From a positive and unifying approach, the decision was made to wedge, to divide, and to stigmatize. I mean, honestly, why aren't there more liberals like Lightbound speaking out? Right? Why? The fact is, probably, yeah, okay, a lot of them are afraid. But the word is, and it's been confirmed by a couple of different sources, is that, uh, you know, several dozen, maybe not quite that many, liberals were prepared to dump Trudeau to basically sit apart. And that that is one of the things that spurred Trudeau to make his little deal with the NDP, which I suppose, to their shame, NDP's shame, they were more than happy to do. Thank you, Jugmeet Singh. Anyway, he said, Trudeau's decision, this is going back to what Lightbound said last February, Trudeau's decision to divide the country by attacking the unvaccinated is all the more worrying since Canada has reached one of the highest levels of vaccination in the world. So that's the, you know, that was his quote. But it really shows just how disgusting and vile this prime minister is. I mean, I attack him on a regular basis. But when you look at this column, this commentary in a foreign newspaper that looks really in the cold light of day to produce the kind of comment, the kind of column that really cuts to the core of what's going on in Canada better, I think, than almost anything else you can read elsewhere in Canada, in Canada right now. He goes on to, uh, the story goes on to talk about Trudeau effectively demonizing the unvaccinated as enemies of the people, deserving no quarter. Unvaccinated Canadians were putting at risk their own kids. This is what Trudeau said at the time during the election campaign when he was running around talking like a, well, okay, I even Bill Maher, this liberal late night talk show host, described him as sounding like Hitler. And yeah. When you're talking about unacceptable views, you sound like Hitler. You do. Unvaccinated Canadians putting their putting at risk their own kids, putting at risk our kids as well. These are extremists, said Trudeau at the time, who don't believe in science. They are often misogynists, often racists, said the blackface, wearing slime ball. It's a small group of people that muscles in, and we have to make a choice. Do we tolerate these people? Excuse me? Do we tolerate these people? These are citizens who will not be bullied into taking something into their own bodies by the state. You scumbag. You disgusting sack of garbage. 
After Trudeau was re-elected last September, he continued to make vaccine mandates a wedge issue to discredit political opponents. When the truckers' freedom convoy challenged his weaponization of vaccine mandates, Trudeau characterized them as Nazis and racists. Intent on overthrowing the government, yeah. I know. Who knew that truck drivers bringing their own kids, you know, armed with bouncy castles, were trying to overthrow the government? And of course, all that, <laughs> to his discredit, I mean, to his disgrace, uh, Charé saying the same thing. Unbelievable. When the truckers' freedom convoy challenged his weaponization, that's what he said. And they were also accused of being foreign-funded, uh, yeah, insurrectionists, arsonists. Let's not forget that one from uh, Global, courtesy of Global, the dumbest news organization on the planet. Anyway, uh, so Trudeau characterized these people as Nazis and racists intent on overthrowing the government, justifying the invocation of the Emergencies Act to stamp out the claimed insurgency, martial law. Under Martian law, convoy leaders were arrested, their assets, and those of their supporters were frozen. So this is what the world has come to the realization of uh, in terms of looking at Canada. Uh, martial law has since been rescinded, but Trudeau, Trudeau's animus to the unvaccinated has not. An unknown number of truckers and other protesters who defy the vaccine mandates have been charged with crimes, and all unvaccinated Canadians who continue to defy Trudeau's vaccine mandates, remain confined inside Canada. Political prisoners in the largest prison in the planet. So there you go, my friends. You, you want to know why I'm here? That's why I'm here. <clears throat> you know, given the choice, uh, being able to, to look and see what was going to happen if Scumbag was reelected, which, of course, sadly, he was with a grand total of 32% of the popular vote. I mean, let's, I mean, assuming he didn't cheat, assuming somehow there weren't, I mean, we, we do know that there were issues with the election. I mean, no, 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 we do. What, a couple hundred thousand votes that somehow didn't get counted? It's a lot. And so, um, I mean, occasionally I have to look, I have to revisit my, my own decision to stay away, right? Why I left the day before the last federal election, knowing full well that the blackface-wearing slimeball was going to get back in and that things were going to get worse. And uh, sadly, I was right. I take no pleasure, no joy in having been confirmed and having been justified. At the time, people thinking, oh, you're, what are you doing, right? How bad can things get? Well, this really uh, justifies what I did and uh, why I maintain that... Uh, that these people are right, that uh, Patricia Adams and Lawrence Solomon are absolutely correct in describing Canada as the world's largest prison, and I dare say Trudeau, the world's largest scumbag and vermin who has infected Canada, a great country, just the most disgusting human being ever to hold public office in Canada, and maybe one of the worst human beings ever to have been born. Certainly one of the worst human beings ever to be elected to public office in Canada by far. Absolutely. I would certainly put him in that category. Vermin. 
I, I take no joy in saying this, but <laughs> in a way, when I'm validated by columns like this, well, I can't help but take a certain level, certain level of satisfaction in having done what I did and um, sadly being forced to stay away because there are loved ones back home. This has been a great inconvenience to me in many respects. I mean, yeah, Florida's pretty, <laughs> it's a pretty neat place, but you know, I'm in a foreign country and uh, you know, I take no joy in having done this, but there you go. The world's largest prison, yeah. My friends got to take a commercial break. Back with more on Newstalk Saga 960 and the Mark Petroni Show after this.